Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh, boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding, Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Together again. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back. Um, Sierra and I are six feet apart right now. Yes. Actually, I wonder if we actually are. We're very, um, I would assume that we are. I can't reach you. So, yeah. That's, my arm isn't six foot, so it <laughs> doesn't really tell you anything. <laughs> oh God, but can <laughs> you imagine if you had six foot arms, <laughs> but they were still five three? <laughs> there was a guy we um, graduated with who, Remember when he would sit in the desk and his arms would touch the ground and you're like, no, but that is so scary. I had a crush on him. So I just thought it was like such an endearing thing, but he like had limbs <laughs> like an orangutan. They were so long. I want I, Tell me after we're done with this, who that is, because okay. I, I feel like I have an idea of who it might be. <laughs> okay. I could be wrong. That I'll reminds me of my sister. We make fun of my sister all the time. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> But uh, but she's also tall. She's so tall. But before she got like lengthwise tall, her arms have always been long. So we were just like, you have the go-go gadget arms at all times. got an intense wingspan. Every time I would be like, Taylor, can't pick this up at the grocery store. (laughs) Top shelf it right away. Top shelf it and bottom shelf it standing in the same position. (laughs) Same time. She was only three feet tall. It was amazing. (laughs) Oh, um. So, if you can't tell by the quality of this audio, Sierra and I are not on Skype anymore. Some restrictions have been lifted, and Sierra and I are both taking precautions in our own personal lives, and we made the decision, now that the restrictions have been listed, that it's safe and responsible for us to be in the same place. Yeah. So, 
we're back baby oh and it feels so weird i have like yeah. i told her i was like i feel like a weird butterfly feeling like i'm doing it for the first time again even though we've never stopped even we've never done it <laughs> yeah it's almost like when you um meet i had a pen pal once and then mm-hmm. i met her in person and i was like oh my gosh you wrote me letters <laughs> right. you sent me the things in the mail and we've even hung out it, like we were yeah born nine days apart i know <laughs> it's not like we be- yeah but this felt like we became strangers almost i also have not seen other people really at all so it, it was rough i didn't go to work i, I wasn't one of those essential yeah. workers so yeah and except for like the once a week or once every two week trip to the grocery store i was pretty much just contained yeah i didn't even go to the grocery store the only the only time i went out was to go to my doctor my ob appointments yeah and every time I went, things got progressively more intense. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when I went for my 20 week, I think I mentioned this before, they took our temperature and they wouldn't let Shane come in with me, even though they had told me the week before that, that he, he could, could come. Yeah. And now they're like, nope, no more. And then it was then a requirement to wear masks, which I started wearing masks anyway, yeah. but then it was like required upon entering and they started removing chairs from the waiting room. And it just like, every time I went, it got weirder and I, that was my only interaction with it. So I was like, everything was normal. And then it was the world's not normal. Very much not. I just read a thing the other day that was like, imagine somebody who like doesn't have any kind of like television or social media or anything. And they just go to the store one day and they're like, what in the hell? (laughs) Well, didn't you hear about those people toward the beginning that were, um, like on these camping hikes or were out sailing for a month and then (laughs) they came back and they're like, I'm sorry. What happened? What's going on? Yeah. Because there were so many drastic changes. Like it felt like all at one time. Uh, did you see the video of the comedian who does the YouTube videos where she talks to her past self? No. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You would think it's hysterical. So this girl, um, I think she did the first one in, April where she went back to her February self. Mm -hmm. She like popped in. And so (laughs) she played both characters obviously. And she was like, so, um, you know, how are you feeling? You feeling good? (laughs) You you thinking about getting a dog? I think you should get a dog. Walks are going to be really important. And so she doesn't like tell her that the virus (laughs) is coming, but she like alludes to it. And the girl's like, I'm sorry, what's happening? Because, uh, she was like, 2020 is wild, right? With all these fires. And the girl's like, fires. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, there's fires in Australia. No, no, no one's talking about that right now. <laughs> and then um, she just did a part two. <laughs> and I think her June self is talking to her May self mm-hmm. or her April self. And she was like, oh, my gosh, it's me from the future. I just talked to me from <laughs> the past. And she's like, so is everything getting back to normal? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, things are starting to open up. Um, what do you know about murder hornets? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? Oh, my God. And she goes, um, also, things took a weird turn again. And <laughs> she kind of alludes. She, again, doesn't say what's going on. But she, that was her, um, her video post in support of Black Lives Matter. So yeah. she, that was... Because the first one got a whole lot of traction, so I think she did a second one for it. But 
You have to watch it. If you guys haven't watched it, I don't know her name. Just Google <laughs> Google it. Google some form of what I just explained to you. <laughs> Comedian talking to pass out. <laughs> I guarantee it'll pop up. Yeah, probably. 100%. Um, so if you aren't caught up or if you're listening in the future, and, and this is for some reason the first one you listened to, <laughs> um, the past three episodes we brought on men and women from the black community to talk about... It's weird having you in the room because I'm so used to staring off into nothing. And now I'm like, you're over there. I should make eye contact. No, please don't. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's too much right now. And we need to ease into it. So like, don't make eye contact unless you have to. <laughs> you like pretend we're still in separate rooms. <laughs> it's too much human contact at once. But um, we spoke to people from the black community to kind of educate ourselves and instigate tough conversations. and. Um, we were, it's a very hard thing to like transition yeah, uh, away from. Yeah. Cause we don't want to get totally, we don't want to go away. We don't want to be like, Oh, we did our due diligence. Yeah. Like we're done, done with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw a post that was like last week wasn't black lives matter spirit week. Yes. So let's keep it going. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so we were trying to figure out how we could keep it going. What, what it looked like for us to keep it going and something that we came up with was um, the topic gaslighting, mm -hmm. because I'll be honest, Sierra's been using the term gaslighting <laughs> for like a couple months. I'd like to thank my therapist <laughs> for that. And I was always just like, yeah, for sure. Gaslighting. <laughs> and I used context clues to understand like what it meant. Yeah. yeah. But I fully am, I don't totally understand yeah. and I don't. And I saw some examples of gaslighting in reference to the to the Black Lives Matter movement and to the black community and like how there are certain phrases that even if they have um, good intent actually is a form of gaslighting. And yeah. so I think I can like recognize that's gaslighting, but I don't know how to explain to someone yeah. what it is. So that's why we landed on this topic. And we also want to mention that it's not. This is not the only area that gaslighting happens in yeah because that's another thing the reason why we wanted to do this as well is because gaslighting happens so frequently whether it's from a boyfriend or girlfriend a toxic partner gaslighting you um your parents can gaslight you co-workers and your boss can gaslight you and then like we're seeing racial gaslighting happening now but it happens very frequently and if you're listening to this there's a very good chance that someone has is it gaslit? Let's I just don't say know. Gaslit. <laughs> gaslit you or that you've either intentionally or unintentionally gaslit someone else. So right. And I think I think people view some of these phrases that people are saying is a form of racial gaslighting and they want to defend it for some reason. Yeah. And the reason we want to spend some time talking about what it is is because I think you can understand more if you can put yourself in the place of the victim. Yes, exactly. So by explaining that it doesn't just occur in racial instances, it does occur in racial instances, but that's not the only place like you yourself may have experienced it. Yeah. And so being able to say, Oh, I am someone who's fell victim to this or experienced this. And this is how it made me feel. Then maybe you can understand then how it could feel happening to someone else. Yeah. Um, and then, too, understanding that if you are someone who's doing it, it's 
no one is name calling you. Right. <laughs> no one is telling you you're a bad person or um, is putting intent on your words. But it, it's just an opportunity again for you to be like, oh, I was unaware and now I'm more aware. And how can I move forward from that? Yeah. The biggest thing we want to do and we want other people to do that I'm struggling with but trying to is like removing yourself from um, a defensive point of view at a situation and being like, okay, it's not about me right now. My words, my actions might be unintentionally harming someone else. I don't want to do that. How can we fix it? How can we move forward? Right. Instead of just being like, and we'll talk about it, but this is the biggest thing with gaslighting being like, well, n- no, that's not what my words meant. So you're taking it wrong. It doesn't matter what your words mean. It matters yeah, you what don't the get effect that they're having on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to decide how someone interprets your words. Yeah. And so being aware that your words carry different weight to different people. And, and something that I think is super important, and I swear we're going to start talking about gaslighting and <laughs> like the actual definition at some point, but something that I think... I'm now realizing as an adult is that the word ignorant doesn't need to be equal to stupid. Exactly. Ignorant just means unaware. Yeah. And I feel like when I say, Oh, I was ignorant to that. Mm -hmm. Now you can't keep saying I'm ignorant. (laughs) Like you can choose ignorance. Exactly. Especially when multiple people are trying to correct you and teach you. And then you're like, no, 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 no. I don't accept that. (laughs) Yeah. So at that point you're choosing to remain ignorant. You're choosing to remain unaware. That's a problem. But just being unaware because of circumstance, because people taught you something that maybe was incorrect and, Mm -hmm. and they were people you trusted. Um, and maybe they, the people who taught you it also trusted someone, um, just acknowledging the fact like I was misinformed and I want to not be misinformed or I want to be informed just period is powerful and it's important. And, and I hope that we can move to a point where people hear that or can admit ignorance and not feel like they're going to be met with anger or yeah negativity yeah and we also especially as people who like you and i specifically i'm talking but anybody else who is like from a majority white community have to remember that our um experiences are not the world's experiences so we can't be like well i don't think that is real or happening because it hasn't happened to me because if people are sitting here saying i'm telling you it is happening it's not up to us to be like, well, I've never seen it, so it must not be. Right. They're telling you it is. Yeah. Just sit and listen instead of having to have a rebuttal constantly. And obviously with um, the state of the world and uh, the Black Lives Matter protests and um, all, all of the things that are happening right now, there is a huge focus on listening to the black community mm-hmm. and recognizing that there are things happening with police brutality that that we may not be experiencing or ever experience in our life because we know and love a good cop. Right. Um, this is also happening in other areas. Yeah. It's happening to the LGBTQ community. It's, it happens to women. It happens to Hispanic, the Hispanic community, like Muslims. Yes. I mean, so yes, we right now our focus I feel needs to be on the black community and I mean, I guess within the last week, <laughs> now that things are being taken away and there seems to be things uh, in the LGBTQ community that's being attacked, our focus needs to be elsewhere. But we think that kind of 
covering a plethora of things with yep. the umbrella of gaslighting can help you assimilate how those people might be feeling if you yourself can see yourself in their shoes exactly in your own shoes <laughs> but what also shoes similar <laughs> shoes you know yes so that's the hope yeah and the point of talking about gaslighting which is which is <laughs> okay let me just get the definition oh look i just took it off of my phone wow all right so let's talk definition so gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group of people making them question their own memories perception or judgment um, using denial, misdirection, contradiction, and misinformation, gaslighting involves attempts to destabilize the victim and delegitimize the victim's beliefs. So let me break that down a little bit because I know that that's a lot. When yeah, I first and read it, it sounds like, very intense and it sounds very negative. Yeah, but understand, we are not coming from a shamey, blamey no nope. place, yes. and we don't want you to hear that and feel like we're saying you've gaslit someone so you're a bad person because you've done these things right that's not the intent no. take that away you're if you're feeling some kind of defensiveness come up tell it to just like hold yeah hold <laughs> steady <laughs> now and just listen yeah just wait a minute so let's talk right now i'll just put this into like abusive relationships type of thing with that gaslighting so a lot of times um and I can speak, excuse me, by the way, I had some, I had some coffee with creamer and the, the creamer is just like sitting in my throat. We are recording separately. So Shane can take out your coughs. Great. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. I just want to apologize for everybody else who has to hear me stop and like, mm. anyways, so I have, uh, the reason I want to go into this saying that I am not an expert, I am not a psychologist, I don't really know, I feel like a little bit of an expert <laughs> yeah. because of um, a relationship that I had with someone who was a gaslighter and also my therapist, she really broke it down for me. When we, So the majority of this is going to come from my experiences and what my therapist told me. And Google. And Google. Because again, when we talked last week about how important it is to do your own research and, yeah. and use the tools you have access to, this is a tool we have access to and we are doing some work for you to yes. deliver it to you. So maybe if you don't feel like doing the work or don't know where to look, we don't want to read. I understand. That's me. That's why Sierra has the information and I'm just here to talk. That's what I do with my boyfriend too. I just read it for him and I break it down. And I'm yeah. like, here's what it means. We anyway, need you. I know you guys, I'm here for you. <laughs> so basically what it is, is it's just confusing somebody's, um, it's, it's basically like they said, delegitimizing someone's experiences being like, well, no, that didn't happen. Or no, you didn't feel that. And it's like, well, I'm telling you that I did feel that. Um, or confusing somebody, whether purposefully or not purposefully, by things like, and we'll do the the racial gaslighting, things like whitewashing history. When yeah. we talked about that last time, I know a lot of people are like, I don't know what that is. Um, if you read history books that come from black authors, they're very different than yeah. our history books, which I think is ironic and I don't know why, but I, I, it has to do, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. I don't want to speak on the reason because I don't know it. Right. But a lot of times history is um, given to us in a way to make it seem like it wasn't so bad or it's over now. See how bad that was? Um, we're fine now. Right. And that's not the case because obviously people of color 
and now specifically black people are telling us it's not history it's still happening this is what's going on so that is just an example of it on a broader level yeah i told sierra that whenever i looked and lauren mentioned this to us too um when we spoke to tko she was saying you know they put photos in black and white to make you feel like Like it it was was a long long time ago ago, but they've had color photos then yeah that's intentional and i realize now thinking about it when because now there's posts coming out of saying the people who are screaming at the children um while uh, like on the first day or mm-hmm. however long it lasted of integration, those people are still alive. Yes. The people screaming at the black children saying you don't belong here are still alive. In that picture of that girl who was yes. the first girl to go to school, she's only 65 years old right. right now. So that is, that is not, yes, it's history, but it's also the present. If yes. you think that those people who had children and their children probably have children don't still have some of those um, prejudices and bias built into what they pass down. That is ignorance. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and not me. That's not me calling you stupid. No, that's just saying I, as a human, was ignorant to that fact. I, I was mean, uninformed. I was. I honestly had no idea that it was still going on. Really, right. I'm. I was like. They taught it to me like it was history. It obviously is history. And history is the past and it's not now. Yes. And we're all kumbaya now and I don't see color and blah, blah, blah. And we'll talk about that Martin phrase. Luther King Jr. came <laughs> in and saved the day. Yeah. And and racism's all gone. It's <laughs> interesting too because I guess I never realized until I was on, until I was on Twitter um, and like follow his children. Yeah. That like they're on there. And I guess I was just, I, I, in my mind, it was so long ago that, that his, like children, his children shouldn't be alive. So. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, his children are not that old. No. <laughs> this was not that long ago. Right. So um, I'll keep going with that. But that was just a little something too. I know we got we jumped back into more racial gaslighting, but something that when you were explaining it popped into my head mm-hmm. is that can be gaslighting is it could happen to like babies. Oh, it does. Like when kids fall and they cry because they experience some kind of mm-hmm. hurt, pain, scared and and a parent will say you're fine. Yep. That to me is like probably one of the simplest most basic forms of gaslighting that's it, just exactly from the jump yeah and you and the parent isn't saying you're fine because they want to gaslight their kid no <laughs> it, in their mind they're like oh i don't want them to cry and think that they're hurt but yeah. over time you can understand how that would make somebody not able to show the correct emotions because when that thing happens to them again and they get legitimately hurt whether it be physical or emotional then they're like no i'm fine i'm fine i shouldn't be feeling these feelings why am i feeling these feelings right because if i as a parent see my kid fall and they don't fall hard yeah um and i say oh you're fine i'm trying to tell him you're okay yeah i'm here you're not bleeding nothing's broken everything's everything's gravy baby yeah but what i'm ignoring what i'm negating by saying that is that he was scared in yep. that moment. Maybe he was tired. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he did hurt himself. Um, there, there's all of these emotions that popped up that I ignored that I told him to suppress Yeah, because I didn't feel that there was a reason for him to be upset in that moment. Right. And so now that plants a seed. And every time I do it, I water that seed and I make that seed grow to when he actually is experiencing pain, fear, shame, embarrassment, 
exhaustion. He doesn't know which one it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to explain it because he's fine. Yep. And I, I think the big thing in our, um, just in our society is how often we do that to boys versus girls. Girls are allowed to cry and it's not, it's just yet. And then when boys cry like that, it's stop being dramatic. You're, you're being too sensitive. Stop it. You're overreacting. That's a big, we'll talk about. Well, we um, do do that to women. Oh, we do big. T- all well, those, all those phrases have. Yep. Yeah. Women. Well, more, I think more so when they get older. Yes. Yes. Because when they're toddlers, it's like normal for a yeah. little girl. You want to, you want to help a little girl. Right. But when they become a woman, they're like, no more. We coddled <laughs> you long enough. <laughs> you're done. Now your emotions are loose and I can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm and, not dealing. And the biggest thing that happens when gaslighting occurs is it like destabilizes that person to the point where they can't, um, in their own mind, differentiate between like it just causes confusion yeah is this a legitimate um feeling that i'm feeling am i over am i overreacting or you you're not able to process the emotions that you know that you're feeling yes and then over time it's just like anxiety depression confusion like Mm -hmm. some women have experienced and i'm not lying i think that i also did when this was happening to me in an abusive relationship but psychosis is a big one because you feel so off kilter the world as you know it is not really the world yeah you know and so it's just everything you question everything Mm -hmm. everything becomes a question did i really experience that maybe it wasn't as bad as i thought it was or maybe it was bad but why am i overreacting to it and so on and so forth and then you think other people think the things of you that that person said yeah and so that can then cause you to spiral over you don't know yeah you don't know who is in support of you or who is pointing the finger saying yeah this one's a nut job yeah (laughs) and uh, honestly with the last like four or five years of my life, what's happened to me is I've lost almost all of my friendships because I'm like, they don't actually want to hang out with me. My problems are too annoying for them. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to reach out to them first because then I'm being annoying or blah, blah, blah. All of this was put into my head slowly. Yeah. I think that's something also when we get into like more of the relationship thing, it's important to remember with abusive relationships, it does not happen all at one time. The guy doesn't come up to you and go, what's up, bitch? Let's date. And then punches you right in the face. <laughs> and then you're, you're like, like, I'm going to marry this man. <laughs> when do I move in? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I know that people want to say that because then it seems easier. Then you, for some reason, think that it can't happen to you because you're like, I'm smart enough that if a dude punches me in the face, I would be like, wow, I'm out. Right. Doesn't happen like that. It happens very slowly over a long amount of time. And it doesn't happen. It's not all bad. Right. The bad is mixed in with a lot of good. There's a fair amount of grooming that has to happen. Yes. So the term comes from the British play Gaslight, which um, the film came out in 1944. So I wanted to watch it. And then I was like, this is in black and white. I can't <laughs> do that. I understand some people love that. I can't. Um, but I did read the synopsis of it and it was freaking crazy. So if you I get a chance. I thought that I knew the term had come from a movie, but I didn't know the premise of the movie or uh, anything about it. And uh, but I was so confused about that. <laughs> so confused about how um, how it came to be. Like that's the term that they just the blanket term for this kind of thing. Yeah. So when I read the synopsis on the movie, I'll just give you guys a brief overlay of it. But it's a synopsis of the synopsis. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna synopsize the synopsis. <laughs> It's a synopsis. Okay, no, <laughs> I tried. 
<laughs> um, so basically, there's a girl. I don't even remember her name, so I'm not going to use names. We're over it. Okay. But this girl, she lives with her aunt, and her aunt gets murdered. And so that happens when she's very young. It messes her up, obviously. She goes, and she, um, I think it's some kind of musician. So she goes to like a school for other musicians. She made a pianist there. They fall hopelessly in love, as you do in a month or whatever, and decide to get married and like be together. So it's a Disney movie. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> With a twist, because um, then they move back. He's like, oh, I want to live in London. This whole thing takes place in London. Okay. So she's like, well, we can move into my aunt's place. So they do. Everything is fine. Over time, little things start happening, like paintings are getting misplaced. And he's saying to her, like, you're confused when you drink. Um, also, this is from a synopsis. I did not watch the movie. So if you did and I'm wrong, blame it on wherever I got <laughs> the synopsis from because it's not me. Um, he's like, you're confused all the time. That was you. You did that. Um, jewels and stuff are being misplaced. And he's saying, like, what are you doing? You're so confused all the time. And so she starts believing, like, oh, my God, I am confused. Yeah. She finds a letter from her dead aunt and reads it. And then, like, two days later, it's gone, and she's talking to him, and she's like, I lost that letter from my aunt. And he's like, what are you talking about? They had had a conversation about the letter when it happened. And, like, two days later, he's like, what are you talking about? She never wrote you a letter. That never happened. Blah, blah, blah. What kind of psychopath do you have to be to be the guy in this situation? It happens a lot. (laughs) And that's the other thing. This happens. The people that are doing it intentionally are normally either psychopaths or narcissists. That's from Google. Do not get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Therapist. But that's what I read. So um, little things go on like his watch. He loses his watch at a play that they're at. And she's like, oh, my God, what happened? He's like, I don't know. I can't find it. And then when they look, it's in her purse. She never remembers putting it there. So anyways, he is the culprit. Because he was the murderer of her aunt. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. So the whole time he's been doing it to her. And the one thing that starts her going crazy is in this time period, they had gas lights that were throughout the house. And when you um, filled the one to turn it on, it would dim the other ones. Oh, got it. And nobody would ever be filling them, but they would just dim. And so that's why she started thinking in the beginning that she was going crazy and here it was him he was up in the attic filling the one upstairs that nobody knew about mother trucker just to like get in her mind and make her go crazy because and i think that people when they're hearing this are like what would be the advantage to this but if you get someone that off kilter and you have them questioning everything number one it's easy to isolate them which is huge when it comes to um controlling somebody and abusing them if you can isolate them from their friends and family by making them seem crazy or think that they are crazy then you're in control and number two it makes them um rely on you that vulnerable vulnerable and there's another word low self-esteem yeah their self-esteem plummets when this is going on because in their mind they don't know what's real and what's not real and so yeah it basically just means let me cling on to you and then that person because you're the only thing that feels stable you're the only thing that makes sense right now that's exactly it and that person becomes sort of like a caretaker and so you don't want to lose them you think well i can't live i'm mentally unstable that's how it was for me at least i got to a point where i was like i can't be alone because i'm I'm crazy yeah. and I don't trust myself being alone. I need you here with me. And I had been isolated from a lot of my family. And so every time that something would go wrong on my end, go wrong, I'm yeah. putting that in quotes because I it wasn't me, but um, 
if I didn't come home when I was supposed to or if I didn't check in when I was supposed to or whatever, it was all of a sudden like, well, I'm going to leave you then or whatever. Right. And then it's like, no, you are my... You can't leave because if you leave, I'm alone with myself and I don't trust myself. That's exactly I'm a danger to myself. And for people listening to this, if you... Please get out of it if you notice these warning signs and I'll tell you some. But um, if you do, I just want you to know it does take a while. It took me over a year to get back to normal. Like, and I don't even think I'm still normal now, (laughs) but and it took a lot of therapy for me too to realize what was him gaslighting me and what was like really happening. Because at the time I still felt like I was crazy a lot. And it can be frustrating too. For people, um, this is both for an abusive situation and for uh, a situation right now with racial gaslighting is someone who is not physically experiencing the gaslighting but can see the gaslighting happening, Mm -hmm. when they call it out and no one else is acknowledging it, it's almost like they get secondhand gaslit. That's exactly (laughs) it. like, no, I feel crazy because I feel like I'm seeing something and you're not seeing it. I don't understand what is going on. Well, another example for people, not racially, so maybe this will help you understand, but th- I just had this conversation with my mom. She was asking me, she, a long-time listener, what's up, Elaine? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what are you going to you know, talk about, whatever? And we started talking about this, and she knows all about, obviously, my relationship. So she was like, yeah, there was a time, Sierra, there was a time where after I had had my nose broken twice, yeah. and... um. I was there was a whole lot more that happened that night that was terrible. But my mom called me and was like, hey, I know about this because I had called the police. So it was on the scanner. So somebody notified my mom about it. And she's like, what's going on? And instantly I started defending him. I started being Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. It it was me. Mom, you don't understand. I'm drunk. I was drunk. I started the fight. Um, And I because at that point he had me so convinced that, like, first of all, he never admitted that he ever physically hurt me so still to this day won't admit that which is fine but in in my mind then I was like maybe it never happened (laughs) maybe I tripped and fell maybe it wasn't real so then I couldn't say it out loud because I was like well god if it didn't happen and I'm making it up in my head and then they find out it didn't happen then I look even crazier and you being a mom, that was terrifying. Because then I was like, they're going to take my kid away from me because I'm crazy. Because and I'm that making was probably things a up. threat to you. It was a huge threat. And he knew that. And he used that right. a lot. But my mom would tell me, she's like, Sierra, you were literally like yelling at me because I was like, you need to get out of it. And I was like, mom, you don't understand. It's my fault. Like I was so brainwashed yeah. that I literally was like, had just gotten the crap beat out of me. And yeah. I was like, I did that. That was on me because I was mouthy when I drank. Yeah. The other problem is if you're ever under the um, influence of any kind of anything, it's really hard then because that was our thing. We drank together. Right. Whatever. And And you should be allowed to. That's (laughs) the other thing. I'm not saying with your partner. I am not saying that don't. But like that was my problem was then we would and I would feel comfortable at the beginning. And then at the end, this would happen. And it's so much easier to gaslight somebody when they're already impaired. Right chemically yeah. or whatever so then it was like maybe i was just drunk and i didn't remember that because he would adamantly deny deny yeah. deny deny which is another i'll just go into um hold on something i want to mention is that the reason i brought up um the kind of secondhand gaslight situation now that now that you're really 
revealing a lot. Oh, I'm yeah, very sorry. proud of you. I Thank wanted you. no, I really truly it made me emotional that you started opening up about those things. Um if you listen to our first Q&A when we said that we didn't speak for a year, it was because I had reached out to her and was like, "Hey, I know this is happening. Yeah. I need you to get out. I I will do anything to get you out of this." And she was like, "You don't know what you're talking about. I'm yep. fine. None of this is happening." And I'm like, "I know that it's happening." And it was like this wall was built up because it felt safer behind it yep. than leaving it because yeah. you had been so mind warped. And I'm like, no, 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 I will. And I remember saying like, you can hate me for as long as you want, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving you alone behind this wall that he has built up to trick you into thinking that you're broken. And that's, I hope I think that's why you feel so passionate about what's happening in the world right yeah, now. I do. I know that's why it is. Because you're like, I see these people hurting. I see them being left alone. I see them being manipulated. And I know what it's like to be in that place. And I will not leave them in that place. Yep. Oh. Sorry. No, it's okay. Thank <laughs> Sorry. you. Sorry. <for> <laughs> I try. I'm going to claim seven months pregnant. <laughs> I heard someone that was like, we don't need your white woman tears. And I was like, you're right. You don't need my tears. <laughs> but you I need my voice and you need my diligence. And I will do that. And so I'm trying to <laughs> choke them down. But, but I'm also going to cry. <laughs> but I'm, they're going to sneak out. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm working on it. Well, see, and the reason, thank you for bringing that up. I was, was just kind of slipping that in there. Yeah. I know I haven't talked about it. I haven't talked about it publicly like ever, you guys. So you're welcome. <laughs> and I was never going to ask you to. No, I you really just started going and I'm like, all right. I'm I was never you. going to until I started researching this. And then I was just like, I think, again, with the whole black lives matter movement i had always been passionate about it but i was like i'm gonna quiet it down because i don't want to offend people and i don't want to and at this point i'm not going to say that person's name because there's no reason for it i i truly don't want people going after him at this point it's not about that it's about me and um it's about me getting myself back and if i talk about it because sometimes I still don't think it was real. Yeah. I still don't think it happened. I think when I talk about it, then oh, I'm it happened. I will be here to remind you. <laughs> I <know>. and refuse <laughs> to let you. I know. I even have pictures of it. I know it did, but it's still in the back of my mind. I'm like, no, it didn't. No, that was crazy. Or you're over dramatizing things, or whatever, whatever. But so that's I, all the gaslit seeds that were that's planted. Kind the gaslight of seeds. Why I came out on this one because I was like. I have to get myself still, I'm not back to normal and I know that, but I, I think the more that whatever, and you know what, if something bad comes out from me talking about it, then I'm sorry. (laughs) But again, I'm only doing it because I need to heal as a person. And at this point I can't care about what other people feel when I, when I talk about it. Yeah. And maybe your story can, you know, help other people understand and change the, dynamic for others that's exactly what that's what i want and that's why i'm being so vocal when it comes to being an ally for anybody else because again i wanted somebody to speak up and you did and my mom did and a lo- uh, some other people did but you yeah. know they were still they were i was telling them to shut up and be quiet and stop and i was tearing myself away from them but i I figured it out. Yeah. So that's the other thing that you have to remember. If you are somebody who has seen this happen to somebody, understand that if you bring it up to them, there's a very good chance that they are going to shoot you down because they don't want to know that it's happening to them. It's right. Denial is the biggest thing. When you're being abused, denial is so 
happy you were just happy in denial because then it's like rose colored glasses nothing is wrong I'm hiding all of my bruises because if I can't see them then they're not there and it's fine and that's you can't you just you have to try to keep um speaking because whether or not you know it your words speaking to you (laughs) but your words were in there I just had to let them grow so they were uh, like let me plant my seed you (laughs) you you were planting your seed so hard (laughs) but for real they just had to get they had he had a wall in there and they had to be planted in the cracks and then they were able (laughs) you were in my cracks (laughs) We'll always get into your cracks. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. <laughs> okay. Um, gaslighting depends on first convincing the victim that his or her thinking is distorted, and then secondly, persuading him or her that the victimizer the victimizer's ideas are the correct and true ones. So basically, it's like, no, 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 you're wrong, and also, here's why I'm right. Right. Constantly. It's a constant battle. So then you just keep getting beaten down. You're like, I'm not even going to argue anymore. That's... Hi, that's been me on Facebook all week to the point where I'm like, wait, but I'm showing you this and here are actual statistics and facts and whatever to back up my claims. And they're like, no, still no, you're wrong. And I'm like, but I'm, um, how am I wrong? (laughs) This is, no, like, so then you, at that point, you just got to kind of take yourself away from it. There's no, that's how it was. If you're with an abuser, you're never going to change that person's mind. I'm sorry. You really aren't. There's no amount of convincing that you can do. That's going to pull you out of that because they're, they are, I want to think of another word that's not broken, but they are. Yeah. Like something is going on with them that needs to be dealt with. Well, and if it's a personality disorder, like, um, you're a narcissist or something like that, you literally, I mean, you're not your brain isn't functioning correctly. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I wanted to say. Yeah. Not broken. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Um, hold on. I lost my place here. It says some physically abusive spouses may gaslight their partners by flatly denying that they have been violent. That's kind of what I just talked about. Um, and still, like I said to this day, the person would apologize to me, um, but never admit why he was apologizing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was almost like, I'm sorry that we fought. Or I'm sorry that um, you your feelings got hurt or that you I'm sorry you got hurt. But it was never taking I'm sorry ownership. I hurt you. Yes. It was never acknowledging and taking ownership of the thing that caused you pain. It was just, I'm sorry your perception was wrong yes i'm sorry your experience of the situation caused a negative feeling in you right that's not my problem exactly Um, which i think that's what that sentence sorry just reminded me of what's happening now it's like i'm sorry that your experience with a cop has made you feel negatively but that's not my experience with a cop so it's not valid to me yeah and i'm gonna say this too let me just be friggin' transparent all the way here but when people are like oh, well, not all cops are bad and blah, blah, blah. And you can't take the one thing that's happening to you and put it towards all these people, and that's fine. But put yourself in someone else's position because after I got out of that abusive relationship, I freaking hated men. (laughs) Like, I know that people are like, well, not all men. I was mean to everybody that tried to talk to me. Um, I was nasty. I was toxic to people, and I get that was wrong. But at the same time, I understand now what's going on because 
at that point I didn't trust any any of them. Right. But because of the actions of that one person. Right. I felt like I couldn't trust anybody because I was so warped in my own mind that I was like, nobody is here for me. Nobody's here to help me. And if you can get to understanding that, I think you can. Well, even simplifying it even more, when a kid gets bit by a dog. Yes. And then they're afraid of dogs. They're for the afraid rest of, of all dogs. Yes. And it's very hard. They don't want to be around dogs. They don't like dogs. They they assume that all dogs are going to be violent. And you don't get to tell that kid that, that, that his fear isn't legitimate because of his experience. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't shove a dog in that kid's face all the time then. Right. Because of your experience, you've always had good ones with dogs. Right. And there are great dogs, but right. there are also dogs that bite children. I mean, right. that's and that's why there's rules. Yes, <laughs> about those dogs that bite children. That's exactly it. Um, okay, so let's say, how can you identify it when it's happening? So it may start out with seemingly small offenses. Like I said, that's going to be the biggest thing—just really small, little, whatever. Um, but the problem is that even more or less insignificant instances of you questioning your own judgment thanks to the deliberate intent of someone else, can snowball. It'll have a snowball effect. So you can end up in a cycle of not being able to negotiate your daily life in a way where you are clear-minded, where you can focus, where you can make sound decisions and have a sense of well-being. So like when it was happening to me, I remember this was also, um, with, we talked about it with uh, anxiety. And now that word is dissociating that's it i didn't know that word existed and you used it again all the time and i was like (laughs) my vocabulary is gonna just blossom (laughs) well because my therapist would be like i was like hey i can't focus and i'm in a fog constantly i feel like i'm in a dreamlike state and she's like oh yeah you're dissociating constantly yeah but i think it was also because i was being gaslit all the time that nothing was real yeah to me i was living in a dream because nothing was real i could not i literally felt like I was in an alternate reality where I could not associate what's really happening to me with what's going on in my mind. Now it was all really happening to me, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, no, I made that up. I did that. It, it was just insane. Um, we already said that, that it's not constantly, it doesn't necessarily need to be malicious for it to be happening. So you might be doing it and a lot of time, like you said, parents do it without right. realizing that they do it. And it's not malicious. You're obviously not trying to harm your children. I think that's something we all understand. Or you don't need, like saying you don't need that. Yeah. It Again, I, because I'm your parent and I know what's best for you, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you don't, you don't need whatever you're crying for right now. Right. But now... All I've done is made you question right. what you think you need and yeah. what in your wants and how to meet whatever those needs are. Yeah, exactly. And it's so simple. It seems so silly. And I think some people might hear that and be like, okay, yeah, you woo-woo people. Right. That's a bit much. But but you, <laughs> you have to understand that like a full person doesn't it's not the sims we don't just spin around in a circle and sprinkles fall from the sky (laughs) and we're adults we are there are building blocks from the moment we're born that are being built that build us as people and every brick you lay affects the outcome that's exactly it so just take a minute and understand that even if when you put that brick down your intent was pure right and healthy and innocent that it you know 
might make it a little off balance. And again, what your intent was is not necessarily how always how it's received. Right. Sorry, you have to think about that too. Your intent does not equal how that person will receive it. Right. And you can't control that. You cannot control how someone else receives your words or actions. And you, there's no way to tell before you say them yeah, how exa- they're going to. Yeah, exactly. So I think understanding that if it is going to be misunderstood that you just need to take that as a, Oh, okay. Now I, now I need to take a minute before using that phrase again, or, Mm -hmm. or maybe acknowledge that maybe I could have said this differently or people, maybe people don't respond well to this. I remember a time, um, I, I remember it so clearly in my head. I walked into my sister's room and I said something to her and she snapped at me Mm -hmm. and she called me, she told me I was a bitch And I was like, okay. And I turned and I walked out of the room and I thought, I don't know why I was a bitch in that moment. Yeah. But I'm going to acknowledge the fact that she felt that whatever I said was bitchy. Yeah. (laughs) So I walked back in and I was like, hey, I genuinely don't understand why what I said hurt you, why you took it that, like why you received what I said that way. Right. Can you explain it to me so I don't do it again? Yeah. And she looked at me like, huh? <laughs> and and I'm not saying that to be like, look at me. Yeah, right. Look how great I am. But just taking that minute and asking someone. Yeah. Or asking yourself, just if you don't feel comfortable talking to the person, can really make a huge difference yeah. in the future. And how you go, yeah, how you go about certain things in the future. Here's another example that um, this lady wrote a book about gaslighting. Her name is oh something stern sorry i didn't write it down i will look it up if you guys want to read the book i'm sure it's awesome i haven't read it yet but i would love to but she says maybe you're upset because you think your boyfriend is always flirting with other girls what you don't see is that it's the girls that are flirting with him and he's just being polite to them but your worldview doesn't allow you to question that maybe you're getting the situation wrong you make him think you know way more about relationships and that there's something wrong with him in that moment and that he's not able to see the error in his ways. Maybe at first you don't believe it, but over time you may come to think that maybe she's right. This is the the boyfriend thinking yeah. about it. So that's the same thing. Like that person wasn't doing anything wrong and maybe you're not trying to, you're not being malicious about the way that you're going about it, but Right. That's the way that it's interpreted. And then all of a sudden that person in their mind is thinking that everything they're doing, just being polite to strangers is in the wrong. Right. Um, I will say I've had to have that conversation with Shane. Yeah. And I, and it's not that I've been like, you're flirting with people. I will say, I, I want you to understand from my perspective as a woman that when men are nice in the way that you're nice, yeah, it is perceived as flirting. Yeah. And I, I know you, I know your heart. I know you well enough to know that your intent is to not be disrespectful to me. It is not to, um, make me feel because trust me, I've been in relationships where the the intent was very much so to (laughs) To make make me feel less and to be like, I could get out of this relationship. If I wanted, if I wanted, I could go be with her and and you're, you should feel lucky that I'm with you. That is not my husband at all. I know him. But I also know that women sometimes will see a man being nice or joking and and making eye contact, which is so, so it seems so weird, but they'll perceive that as he's into me. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, certain people (laughs) 
might perceive this in a certain way. And yeah. I just want to make you aware of it. I know Read you're the intent- room. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and there's been several times where there's women he's wor- he worked with at a previous job who flat out came out and said, oh, oh if he, you know, it's a shame he's married. Ooh. And not in a way like, oh, the good ones are taken. No, no in a way like. I would snatch that if I could. Yeah. Uh-uh. And so he <laughs> now, because I told him, hey, like, just so you're aware, this is how the world works. It's yucky, but this is it. He can now recognize when people are being friendly versus when people Ooh, are baby. being like, you real cute and you real sweet. And like, <laughs> do you like your wife that much? <laughs> right. And again, when you approach it with that and not with the, oh, so you think she's pretty or, oh, wow, you really spent a long time talking to her. Yes. It, it can be, that's, yes. that's a totally different language. conversation. Yeah. yeah. And your communication. Speaking of language and communication, I'm going to go ahead and give you some examples of what gaslighting might sound like. Yes. Okay. You're overreacting. You need help. I didn't do that. You're upset over nothing. You must be confused again. Just calm down. You're so dramatic. I never said that. Why are you being so defensive? What are you talking about? It's your fault. You twist things. You're so sensitive. I never said that. Stop imagining things. I was just joking. Ooh, the just joking ones of... Well, that's a racial one, too, yeah. because that's a lot of people are like, why are you... I'm allowed to make this joke. Um, if someone's telling you that, that joke isn't funny or it's not a joke, stop making that joke. Yeah. It's not up to you to decide if it's funny because it's not. Yeah. You don't get to decide what is... <laughs> well, speaking of that, now I have um, examples of raci- what racial gaslighting sounds like, so... Here yeah. we go, and so sorry if this makes you mad, but just look at it at a different perspective. Again, if you can understand how those previous phrases were gaslighting yeah. to you in a rela- in an interpersonal relationship, yes. then apply that same thought process to these. Okay, here we go. If you protested or said it peacefully, more people would listen to you. What I said or did is not racist. Racism doesn't exist anymore. I've been hearing that one a lot from all white people, which I think (laughs) is interesting. And I'm like, "Mm, how do you know? (laughs) If it's not happening to you and people are telling you that it's happening, it's not your decision to make. Um, It was just a joke. Calm down. Blank people are racist too, which is a deflection tactic. Stop saying that. Doesn't matter. Why is it always about race? That one, sorry, (laughs) I'm just going to say real quick, that one goes with the I don't see color thing. And I just want to say right off the bat, color is like one of the first things that we're taught as children. Animal sounds, color shapes. Okay. Like we do see color. Obviously, you're just being kind of hurtful when you say that you don't see color because we all do. And what you're really trying to say in that moment that I don't know if a lot of people think that that's, I don't think that they mean to, but what is coming across is. I don't see your color and my color isn't experiencing that. And we're all equal. So yeah. I don't think that it's, I love a you. Yeah. So it shouldn't be a problem because you're, I know I'm, I'm, I was guilty of saying I it. said it too. I was a hundred percent guilty until someone checked me. And we talked about this, um, in the podcast with Lauren, I think, I think we kind of touched on it in every interview that we did, but it, that idea is saying, I don't see your color, which means I, I don't, don't see, see your, your oppression. Yep. I don't see your struggle. I don't see your history. I don't acknowledge it. And I don't acknowledge the fact that it's not just history, that it's now as well. Yeah. Um, 
And if you look, there's a, a great psychologist who did a whole thing about it. But like children do s- see color yeah. and they see racial differences as early as like, what was it like four or something? I think Three or four, four or five. Yeah. And um, they see how other people are treated and it, it, certain things like that. So you can't say that you don't you your intention is good. I understand that you want everybody to be equal. But let's be real. They're not right now. Right. Especially they never have been. So instead of I don't see that, let's change it to I do see it. I acknowledge it. Let's try to get us to a place where I don't have to see it. Yeah, And let's remind you that the people screaming and and having signs saying go home, Negro. Yep. Um, are still alive today. Yep. <laughs> Unless something happened to those specific people in the picture. Age wise, there is a very good chance they're walking around. Well, today. look at a lot of Black Lives Matter protests and you'll see across the street people with Confederate flags or with Nazi flags or with whatever flags right. screaming at them, telling them that they're wrong. Um, something I want to mention, I kind of mentioned this to Sierra. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, with one of the creators of the Black Lives Matter movement, which I will say she didn't realize her and the other two women who created it were create. They didn't realize they were starting a movement. Yeah. They just wanted to create uh, like a call to action, a place where people could activate and, and find community and be educated. And it turned into a movement. Yeah. Um, and they've created a couple other things from it. So what she, something I, I have seen a lot of people do, which I think I would categorize or put under the umbrella of gaslighting is when someone says black lives matter, they'll respond with like blue lives matter. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you are. Or all lives matter. Yeah. Or all you're, you're delegitimizing. Yeah. Is that and the word? Deflecting kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, from what is the issue at hand and the core part of the movement. Right. And something she was explaining, um, her name is Alicia Garza. If you guys are interested, the podcast again was uh, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. But she was saying that when people post things like Blue Lives Matter or All Lives Matter, she doesn't think that people or she doesn't want people to go on and say that they don't. Yeah. Um, Because, again, we've talked about this a lot saying Saying Black Lives Matter in no way <laughs> insinuates nobody else that other lives don't matter. Exactly. Um, but she was saying that when you see posts like that, when you see posts like Blue Lives Matter, or when you see posts saying that, um, you know, we don't see color, or when you see these articles that come out and they kind of try to delegitimize mm-hmm. or distract and divert the conversation elsewhere. It's because the movement is getting traction. Yeah. It's because people are taking notice of it and it's because it's making people feel conflicted. And so they feel the need, they feel like the ground they were standing on is being pulled from them. Yeah. So they need to take back power in some way. They need to take back control and they need to say these things that will then make other people feel conflicted and change their stance. That's exactly it. Because it's easier to get you to come back to stabilize where I've been than for me to get out of my comfort zone and meet you where you're at. And just understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I'm going to real quick talk about the warning signs and red flags of it you being gaslighted and that gaslit. God, I don't know. <laughs> we, you know. We don't know. I don't know if this has passed 
in future tense. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But um, and then we'll talk about what to do if someone is gaslighting you. So here's the the signs that you might be a victim to it. Um, oh, wait a minute. This is a good story. Um, like a good example. She said, note that a gaslighter will often start with something that is true that you might be particularly sensitive about to hook you. So a coworker, for example, who tries to convince you that you're not pulling your weight in the office might bring up the fact that you constantly complain about the menopause that you're experiencing, making you feel lousy. You may be feeling lousy because you're going through menopause and that coworker may have heard you complaining about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your performance is changing because of it. But that person heard it, they used it against you, and mm. all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, you know, things like that. Now stuff that I'm experiencing is affecting my it, work and things like yeah, that. Yeah, um, I, I think you just told me that, or maybe I read it, I forget, um, where Brianna Taylor's mom showed up. Yeah. And the first thing that the police started asking her was, you know, who'd your daughter hang around with? Yep. Knowing full well they had just that shot they just her. just killed her. And they needed, that was a form of gaslighting her mom being like, your daughter must have been with shady people. And, and that's, that's why she's dead right now. Yeah. So planting that seed of if your daughter had not put herself in a, in this dangerous situation, we wouldn't have gone to the wrong house and not knocked and then just came in guns ablazing for no reason. That's exactly it. Sorry that I took it there, but that no, but it's, I, you're exactly that is, right. <laughs> that's kind of a more that's aggressive, a big, big form of it, which is horrifying. Um, Here's some warning signs. Okay, so you're constantly second-guessing yourself or you have trouble making decisions. You're ruminating about a perceived character flaw, like being too sensitive or not a good enough person. You feel confused about your relationship. Um, If you find yourself thinking, I thought I had this great husband, but I just feel crazy all the time. Or I I thought I had this super charming partner, but then sometimes I feel like I'm losing it when we're together. Which, by the way, they all start out charming. That's how manipulators (laughs) get good at it. Okay, they're not like crappy people. They have to be charming in order to hook you. (laughs) People wouldn't be like, wow, this guy is a sucky person. And also he gaslights me. (laughs) Put a ring on it. Um, In a confrontation with the person that might be gaslighting you, you suddenly feel... Or you feel like you suddenly find yourself in an argument you didn't intend to have. You're not making progress or you're saying the the same thing over and over and over again and not being heard. That was a big thing with me, too. I then felt like I was stepping on eggshells every time I spoke in my own home because I was like, what is going to cause an argument? What am I going to say wrong? Yeah. And it was always that. It was never, what is he going to nitpick me? It it was like, what am I going to say wrong that's going to set him off? Again, that is the reason I've never spoken out about it. I am still walking on those eggshells. I refuse to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it. So that's why I'm talking about <laughs> Sorry. Um, you feel fuzzy or unclear about your thoughts, feelings, or beliefs. You're always apologizing. Hi, welcome to my life. Mm-hmm. You're fre- frequently making excuses for your partner's behavior. My God, these are clear. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I read this like six years ago? <laughs> Are you feeling? <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah. There's a spotlight on you. <laughs> my There's past self is like right above <laughs> you. <laughs> my past self is like whoa. Um, you can't understand why you're not happy in your own life, or you know something is wrong, but you just don't know what. Do you feel like you're reading your horoscope? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, I am a gaslight. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. Um, 
what can you do if someone is gaslighting you? So here's some things that we can do. I want to know because I <laughs> I can remember, I know you and I have um, had conversations and we've had common ground with uh, past abusive relationships and you and I know that ours are not the same. Right. And I don't think they were the same. But I can remember just if there's people out there who are feeling like there's a lot of extremes. My experience was, I guess maybe me saying it wasn't extreme is me negating the (laughs) fact that it was bad, but there was a time um, I was lied to frequently. And it was uh, a lot of manipulation of saying like, if you weren't so needy, if you weren't, um, you're crazy. Yes. And that's why I don't talk to you for three days. Yes. And I would try to stay in line and Mm -hmm. I would try and be like, Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. And, um, I remember a time where he hadn't spoke to me for three days and I finally got a hold of him and he was, (laughs) he told me that he had been in a car accident and he thought he killed someone. Remember this. And how selfish was I that all I could think about is that he hadn't talked to me when he doesn't know that someone's life is hanging in the balance. How dare I? Mm -hmm. I felt like shit. The worst. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then he hung up on me and proceeded not to talk to me. Um, I called his mom to check in and see like, is he, all I want to know is that he's okay. I didn't realize he was in an accident. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was never in an accident. (laughs) I can't believe that. And I, at that point in time was still in way too deep. Yes. That I still, in my mind, made an excuse yes. that, you know, maybe she didn't know about it. Maybe she didn't know about the accident. Or maybe she, she misunderstood. Yep. Um, or maybe he saw, maybe he misspoke and he didn't cause it, but he saw the accident. And that could still be dramatizing. I had, like, made all of these excuses. <laughs> um, and it had gotten to the point where, just like Sierra was mentioning all the people in her life that were saying, like, hey, we see this is happening. We mm-hmm. want to help. Um, oh yeah, I was there for you on that one too. Yeah. There were people who were saying the same thing to me and I lost so many people. And I remember, um, family members saying like, we cannot stand by and support Mm -hmm. this any longer. And I told him at the time, like, Hey, I think my mom is sick with cancer and, um, I, I can't choose between my family and you right now. My family needs me. My mom needs me. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, that C word <laughs> deserves to have cancer for what she's doing to us. Oh, Can't I... you see that? And I was like, you don't mean it. <laughs> Still stayed, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just made it a secret. Yep. I was just like, I love you so much. I understand you're that upset. you're hurting. And yeah. that's why you just said my mom deserves to have <laughs> cancer, which is the worst <laughs> shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. So like, I, for anyone who like, um, maybe hasn't experienced racial gaslighting or phys- like gotten to a point where there's physical abuse in a relationship. If people are saying things to you that make you justify extremes like that um you're probably being gaslit. <laughs> you're probably gaslit. being gaslit <laughs> and yeah just like you said dude you're that relationship was constant lying well so, so it was mine but that's the other yeah. thing too they are like 
habitual liars. Like yeah. even if they, I don't even think that he meant to do it sometimes. Sometimes it would be over things where I'd be like, "Do we have mustard still?" And he'd be like, "No, we're out." And then I'd look in the fridge and I'd be like, "Well, this is a full thing of mustard." And he's like, yeah. "Well, we're out." Well, we were out when I saw it. Like I didn't know that we had it in there. Why are you still lying about this? It does. That's these are things that don't need to be lied yeah. about. I remember. Um, he was supposed to come to my house to play basketball. He was just supposed to come visit me and he never showed up. And I played basketball by, by myself <laughs> in the backyard for like hours. And then it, it, he had stopped talking to me again and told mm-hmm. me, you know, that I had done something yeah. that he always said like, Oh, I heard what you said to so-and-so. And I was like, who? And he's like, I heard what you said. And you know what? I, I just can't talk to you right now. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I just drove to his house one time. And I was like, I called him and I said, are you home? And he's like, no, I'm not home. I'm still out at the job site. And I'm like, I'm staring at your truck <laughs> in the driveway and I see you through the window. What do you mean? Still tried to lie. And because I was there, now it switched from I'm not home to, wow, you're a real psychopath, aren't you? Of Showing course. up at my house. Of course. And I'm like damn maybe i am kind of crazy <laughs> i just showed up here on the now well that was me i would go through his phone which whatever i had my own reasons i don't do yeah. it anymore people thought i was nuts for that same but i had every time i went through he was cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't go through my husband's phone <laughs> same i don't i know he's not cheating on me so like there's no reason to but yeah. every time i would go i would find something and then i'd bring it up and he'd be like i didn't say that and i'm like I, I screenshot it it's on my phone now <laughs> I took a picture of it. I know you did. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I'm like, uh, so he turned into shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Did your friend, one time he literally told me that his friend took his phone and was like saying that as a joke to this girl to get her to send her naked pictures to him. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the amount of times that that shit happened. Hey, I stayed for four more years after that one. <laughs> You're not an idiot. You no, were I'm manipulated. Not. I'm not. Yeah. You were manipulated. I need that to be said because I'm, I know I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're being gaslit. Okay, number one, identify the problem. Recognizing the problem is the first step. And you guys might think that's easy, but it's freaking hard. Mm-hmm. People can tell you. I had multiple people telling me what was going on and still was like, and I'm, I don't mean to chew my own horn, but I think I'm a pretty intelligent person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would see it. If it was happening, I would yeah. see it. Meanwhile, I'm putting makeup over like two black eyes and i'm like nothing happened i tripped and fell or a bowl fell you on my told face. me that a bowl <laughs> fell on your face and i was like this dumb i swear to god you think i believe you i know i know also why were you making macaroni and cheese in a glass bowl <laughs> like that's what i want to know At four in the morning yeah. or whatever it was and why was it on such a high shelf <laughs> nobody that listen i i thought it was at the time I thought perfect it story it was, <laughs> i was gaslighting other people what a horrible it's fine yeah <laughs> so once something has a name which is why we're telling you about gaslighting right now because once something has a name you can begin to address it specifically and granularly sometimes writing down specifics from a conversation or even i got to a point where i was recording things because then i could go back and look especially when i was drinking i recorded everything I still have conversations and stuff on my phone like if you get to a point where you can do it and you get out of the heat of the moment, because in the heat of the moment, especially with arguments and things like that, a lot of times um, adrenaline is going. And so things can get fuzzy details, who said yeah. what and whatever. But if you have something you can look back on, that helps so much right. to see that like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is what he said. 
this is what he did and he's saying this and it's not true and I know that it's not. Or like when I said I went through his phone and I took pictures of things, it was because then later I could be like, I know I'm not crazy because I know he's cheating on me because look, it's right yeah. here. I think that's why it's so frustrating for so many people in the black community because they it's have recording camera. of all of these people. And people are still like, well... We don't know the, the two sides of the story. We yes, saw we that do. 75-year-old man be pushed down, and people were still like, well... And again, Donald Trump, sorry, but I saw a no, lot of... No, sorry. I saw a lot of examples of yeah. him being a gaslighter. He, the things that he says where he'll be like, I didn't say that, and it's like, it's freaking on Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah. We all have screenshots. You absolutely yeah. did say that. Snopes just did a check and authenticated this. Yes. So, But yeah, things like that where it's like, if this well, is not us coming at Trump be because, you know, we aren't anywhere near his fan club. I had three different examples of three different psychiatrists using him as an example for gaslighting. Yes. So <laughs> this yeah, is not You me. take it up with the psychiatrist if yeah. you're angry that he's <laughs> being used as an example. Or maybe take a step back and look and wonder why they're able to find so many examples. That's exactly it. In his speech. Um, but yeah, that same thing when you see things happen and then people are like, well, you don't know the full story. That was what people, he, the person who did it to me would say was like, you know, well, to other people, oh, we saw this and this. Well, you don't know the whole story. You don't know her background, what she did to deserve it. I'm going to say this one time and one time only. Nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves what happens to those people. Say, you just said, I'm going to say it one time, one time only. And then you went, nobody, nobody. <laughs> sorry <laughs> she's like this is my one time i'm gonna <laughs> fuck it up but i'm gonna show you god damn <laughs> no but for real nobody deserves what is happening yes. to those people nobody deserves what was happening to me nobody yes. deserves to get raped i don't care what she was wearing it doesn't yep. matter stop justifying that shit it's gross and it makes you look bad yeah. sorry yeah that's another version of gaslighting that we haven't really gotten into um, if you're still having trouble figuring out that this is a real thing or seeing it in your own life, um, when people have someone coming forward, when women come forward and say, or you know what, not just women, when anyone comes forward and, and says that they were assaulted in some way, yeah, the first question should not be, what were you wearing? How much did you have to drink? Yes. Yes, exactly. Did you flirt with him? Did were you, you asking for it in yeah. any way? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can't I told ask to be raped. You, yeah, I told you. That I felt unsafe. I know mm -hmm. people who have been in marriages yep, that's and have been thing. assaulted by their partner. And there are states that make it illegal mm -hmm. for you to charge your partner with rape because they're your partner. Which is disgusting. So in gross. In and of itself. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Give yourself permission to feel what you feel. Part of the problem with gaslighting is that it results in the victim questioning his or her own thoughts, values, perceptions, or feelings. S take a step back and acknowledge that what you feel is real and what in it's you know real to you, and it is what you feel. So that you can take whatever action you need to. Um, well, hold on. This says <laughs> take whatever action you need to take to feel better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take a step back realize your feelings are valid that needs to be said constantly if it has i had to replace it in my head with your feelings are valid your feelings are valid your feelings are valid constantly like a freaking loop in my head because i was always questioning am i overreacting am i being too sensitive am i being i have like um a depression disorder that i go it's like a bipolar depression manic um, depressive. So I was like, am I being manic right now? Am I being depressive? Am I in an right. episode? Doesn't matter. 
It didn't matter. My feelings at the time were valid no matter what was happening. And on the flip side of that, too, if you're someone who feels like you don't fit into these more extreme categories where like you you are feeling like you're being gaslit, but then you're like, well, but I guess it's not so bad. I guess in comparison to X, Y, Z, I'm. Don't don't compare. Don't play the comparison game because if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. It's real, mm-hmm. um, and it deserves to have a conversation and be acknowledged. Yeah, because that's what I I when it first started happening to me, I was like, well, I'm getting lied to, but I mean, I'm not getting cheated on. Right. And then it was like, well, I'm getting cheated on, but I'm not getting physically abused. And then I was like, well, I'm getting physically abused, but like, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> like everything was, it was like I was justifying it constantly. Yeah. Um, Give yourself permission to make a sacrifice. This is hard, but part of what makes it tough for a victim to leave a gaslight tango is that the abuser is someone they care about, they look up to, or they have a relationship with. You may have a lot of wonderful things going on in that relationship, Stern says, but it's not worth it if it's undermining your reality. And to start to regain your sense of self that you've lost, you may need to cut that person off, give up some of those wonderful things, or live with that person not having such a high opinion of you. That was a hard thing for me, too. And we've talked about it before with abusive relationships. I still cared for that person. Like, I still don't want that person. When I say that I don't say his name, I also I don't want to ruin his life. Legitimately. I do. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's not me. That's not my purpose of doing this in any way. I don't want that, even though it's probably deserved. I don't (laughs) want it. I've never wanted it. And so. I think it's hard for people to understand that you can get away from that and cut it off and still care and mourn. It's so important that you mourn that relationship. I was sad. I cried for a long time after it happened because it was like such a big part of me, even though it was horrible, even though people don't want to hear that. They don't want to know that like, I don't know that I cared, I guess. (laughs) Well, I think that's a good way to look at, um, for people who are maybe having a hard time with police brutality is like, it is okay to love someone who is in that profession. Um, It's okay to have respect for the profession or acknowledge the fact that this was an entire group of people that you are supposed to To trust. Yeah. And to realize I may have been given some misinformation or I may not have the full picture of what this looks like. And me taking a step back and reevaluating is okay. I'm allowed to adjust my relationship yeah. with this group of people and it and it's not I can I can want my relationship with the police or my my viewpoint of the police or what the police are in general to change without me wanting harm to happen to them. Exactly. Without me wanting them to be nothing. And that was a really hard spot with me and you know, what was happening to me is I didn't want to there was so much of that person that I cared for and I looked at those memories I look back and I have a font there are a lot of very fond memories I have there was a lot of good that's what I'm saying it wasn't all bad and it was hard for me I didn't want to have to turn around and look back at all of that on a negative light and I don't think that you have to right I think that you can look back and understand what was going on and know that it was toxic and whatever and still at the same time understand that like you can't continue with it yeah something needs to change yeah and that's also what the police think something needs to change even though 
we're not saying it's like an all bad or whatever type of thing. Right. But and we're not trying to erase your memories that you had as a kid no. when you visited the station or the right. Or if there was a good cop who saved you or did something and made you feel safe. We're not trying to take those memories away. We're not trying to take that away. We're just saying keep those in a little box. <laughs> yeah. And also look back and s- look at other people's experiences and see what, what they might be experiencing. Is it necessarily what you're experiencing? Yeah. And imagine how much more you could add to that. If you allow yourself to step away from what is currently the mm-hmm. state of everything and move towards something that's better. Just like you getting out of that relationship. Yeah. You, even though it was comfortable, it was normal. It was what was happening. Um, it was all you knew doesn't mean that what's coming afterwards, what's what we're moving towards or what you ended up moving Mm -hmm. towards was bad. Yeah. It was so much better. So much better. And here's the thing. I didn't just jump right into it being so much better. Uh, I was, first of all, I did, I moved like six different times in two years. It was insane. I lost a lot of friends. Like I said, I lost a lot of family. Um, I lost possessions there were my my son's like first things that he came home with from the hospital i lost all of that i lost his birth certificate my birth certificate like so many things in the amount of times that i moved were lost and it sucked but i had to sacrifice it because i knew that it had to get better yeah because it was only going to get worse and i couldn't hold on to those little good things when i knew that it just kept getting bad yeah and And it wasn't going to change you just said just plop it into your thought process, if you're someone who is still struggling with the police situation, plop that into the police situation. And yeah, I might have to lose some things. I might have to adjust and get a new normal, but it'll be a better normal. Yes. Yeah. Even though you don't know what it is yet, because I'm sure the uncertainty for you was like not a great time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Next one, start with making small decisions to get out of or to stop a gaslight. Take it one step at a time. Say no. Don't engage in an argument. That's clearly a power struggle. Try to take back your power a little bit at a time. You started doing that a lot toward the end. I did. And it was so nice. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I got stronger. Um, get a second opinion. Ask a friend or a family member you trust if they think your thinking is as off as your potential abuser says and listen to them when mm-hmm. they talk. Go into it with an open mind and not thinking that they're just like, oh, I hate this person and blah, blah, blah. he's the worst for you. I'm trying to get you out of it. Nine times out of ten, that person just cares for you and wants the best for you that situation and if you if you aren't ready to hear the answer that they're ready to give you, then don't ask. But if you are, highly recommend. Yeah have compassion for you having compassion for yourself is super important you're responsible to you you need to be honest with yourself maybe tomorrow your partner will be great but focus on what you're feeling in the moment recognize when you have those feelings like right now this feels like shit (laughs) he's driving me crazy and then later on you know you won't just like she said write it down if you have to Note every time it happens, note what was said, no, you know, little things like that will help you so that when you feel those good things, you're like, um, yeah, don't immediately take yourself out of the negative and place yourself into a happy memory yeah. or looking or something you're looking forward to. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Constantly. I was always like, this will get better, even though everything was showing me it was getting worse. Because then you're living, you're not living in the present. It wasn't reality either. Yeah. You're living in an altered state of yeah. either the past or something that's not even happened yet. Just your version of what you would hope to happen in the future that's not guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. That's all I have for it. Yeah. But if you'd like to speak any more experience-wise. 
No, I mean, I think, I think I have been a gaslighter myself. Oh, I know I have. Um, yeah. Especially like with my sister, I often uh, said that she was sensitive. Yeah. I called her sensitive all the time because I felt if I said something that was a joke, right? Again, a joke. I, to I, you. to me, it's a joke. Yeah. I don't know why you're taking it that way. Um, and she would react a certain way. I would feel like, Oh, you're just being sensitive. Like, yeah. wow, relax, yep. get a thicker skin. And, but it's not my job to tell someone that how to feel. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. You can listen to me and Jerry. We're both admitting that we did it. Like it's not, some, I it's still probably do it I'm unintentionally sure do and too. accidentally. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's the other thing. It can be a learned behavior, especially if you grew up with like, not this isn't either one of us, but if you grew up with parents who are either addicts or abusers themselves, it's a learned behavior because that's nine times out of 10, what they did to you or to like their partner and you witnessed it. So, but, but the biggest thing is you have to look at yourself and correct it because if not, then it is your fault. Same thing with ignorance. If you're looking at it and you're like, Oh, I can see that this isn't right. I'm just going to pretend that it is and whatever, then it's on you. Yeah. Otherwise it's not on you and we understand, but you have to be able to see it and correct it. That's the biggest thing. I'll say with, both of the guys in our situations, they came from abusive past. Yep. They had uh, people in their lives who were abusers. They were yes. abused as children. Yep. And sometimes even as and adolescents was, and adults. That was so easy for me to then forgive it because yeah. I was like, I can see. But that's the problem. If they don't make a change, try to go to therapy, right. try to fix it in some way, try to internally look at themselves if it, it's always deflection and it's not my fault, it's not my fault, then there's nothing more you can do. It's not your job yeah. to fix anybody. Right. They don't, they're already saying it's not my fault. They don't need you to be like, yeah, it's, it's not also <laughs> not your fault. <laughs> right. Keep hurting at, me. At some time, at some point it's like, you're almost 30 or yeah. whatever. You need to take accountability. I feel very grateful that when I met my husband, I know that he was also in a situation where he had been gaslit. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, there were things that were said to him to make him believe that he was a crazy, way. that he was um, selfish, mm-hmm. that he was all of these things. And it took a very long time for him to trust me when I said, you're not those things. Yep. And vice versa, it took him really showing intentionality of making me trust that he was who he said he was and that I didn't have to worry. And that when he told me that I was pretty, that I was pretty. And right. Um, because even compliments can be a a manipulation tool. Well, yeah, I, I started thinking any kind of compliment or any kind of like a big thing would be after a big fight, I would get flowers or I would get some kind of presents or I would get to go get your nails done. And so I started anytime anybody gave me a gift, I started freaking out about gifts. I think we've talked about this multiple times, but I don't like receiving gifts because in my mind, it's like, what is this for? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you, you do? doing this? Yeah. yeah. Same thing with compliments. It was all, it, now I, I'm getting better, but I'm always like, why are you saying that? Yeah. What did you do? So I guess I want to people to understand that there is um, a healing time that comes yes. after you've experienced just like, and please give yourself that time. Yeah. Don't think that you need to be better overnight. Cause I thought that or once if you're someone who's trying to repair the damage, understand yeah. that it's not, you don't get to just say you're sorry one time or be empathetic for someone one time. Cause sometimes you're repairing damage that you didn't create. Yeah. Um, and understand that it, it's going to take some time because you have those people, whoever's experienced the gaslighting, whoever is trying to heal has to go through a process and develop that trust again. That's, yep. 
exactly it. And you, again, don't get to decide how long that takes. You don't get to decide. That's when Nick told us, he was like, you might get some backlash from the black community for doing this. I was totally prepared for that. And yeah. I am okay with that. And I understand because, again, men would do things for me, try to be supportive and whatever. And I was like, you have a hidden agenda. I had no trust for any of them because of right. what one person did. Right. Well, not one person. It was multiple yeah. people. But multiple men in my life had gotten me to that point. So just be patient with people and also be patient with yourself yeah. because there's you might still fumble and we've already said that we're fumbling yeah oh god yeah <laughs> i mean but it happens that's what happens with growth you're gonna have you know but the importance is growth and recognizing what's wrong and correcting yourself so that you don't slide backwards yeah yeah well <laughs> i was like we should talk about gaslighting because I don't fully understand it, but I think I understand it. And I, I think that there's some people who keep hearing the term and they might not fully understand what's going on. It could be, you know, like a light transition back to some other content. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, not like bomb, bomb, bomb. <laughs> Super sorry. But also <laughs> these conversations are important yeah. and don't stop having them. Because yeah. yeah. That's like the one thing that we can do right now. <laughs> right. So, okay. Well, so happy to have you back it got normal toward the end it did that was very nice i'm <laughs> glad i'm glad that i'm back here it made me feel kind of like i was one in my therapist's office where it's just yeah. like that area i'm like now i can just spill it all out yeah <laughs> so you're on the comfy chair i was yeah yeah it's very nice i don't have to worry about my dogs barking or barging yes. in the room although we did i'm pretty sure at some point have a dog fart from yeah, my I dog smelled it <laughs> We and were I really going, and I'm like, I can't, t I can't bring this up, Jerry. Hold your breath. <laughs> I didn't want to ask him. If yes. it was you. No, it no, it was, it was him. It was smelled like rotten eggs. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad, and I was like, great, perfect. Please do not lose momentum here. Okay. Well, on that note, um, continue educating yourself. Continue growing. We love you. Yeah. That's the that on gaslighting. All right. We're out. Goodbye. <laughs>